Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Helen Freer. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer. And on today's show, I'm happy to be joined by David Meyer, who is one of our senior economists. And David is going to talk about the latest developments with the US dollar and the outlook for the Euro-US dollar exchange rate. And then Mathieu Rashte, our head of equity strategy, is also with us this morning, and he's going to update us on the industrial sector. But before we get to that, I will start us off with a quick roundup of the latest market news. Let's start in the US then, where we got surprisingly strong US services data yesterday, showing that the services sector was still growing despite the aggressive interest rate hikes. The ISM services index rose to 56.5 in November, and this has fueled bets for higher interest rates in the US and so cast some doubt over the Fed pivot. And this contributed to equity markets falling yesterday. All the major markets in the US ended the day in the red. The S&P 500 lost 1.8%, while the Nasdaq Composite ended the day down almost 2%. All 11 sectors in the S&P posted a negative return. In Europe, it was a similar picture, with all of the major indices closing down yesterday, with the exception of the FTSE 100 and the OMX Stockholm 30 index, which both closed slightly up. Treasury yields moved significantly higher. The 10-year yield was up nine basis points to 3.57%. And in currencies, the Australian dollar has gained overnight after the Reserve Bank of Australia hiked interest rates for an eighth consecutive month and said that it expected further rate hikes ahead. The Japanese yen reversed gains after the central bank there confirmed its dovish policy stance. The wave of new COVID cases seen in China last month seems to be tailing off a bit, with fewer cases being reported now. And the authorities are also relaxing some of the strict COVID rules there. Beijing announced that it will get rid of the testing requirements for most public venues. So this is the good news, but on the other side, there's the possibility of new tariffs on Chinese steel and aluminium that the US and the European Union are considering as part of the plan to fight carbon emissions. So this might weigh on sentiment. But buoyed by the optimism about China's reopening, oil prices are up for the first time in three days. And economic data out today then includes German factory orders for October. This was released at eight o'clock this morning and factory orders came in at plus 0.8% month on month. Looking at futures, European markets are set to open in the red this morning, while US futures were in the green when I looked a few minutes ago. So that's all from me for today. But now, David, over to you. As I mentioned, you have an update for us this morning on the US dollar firstly. So what's been going on there? Yeah, thanks, Helen, and uh, good morning to everybody listening. So we have seen the dollar receding from its 2022 highs, and we have some important central bank meetings coming up. Uh, The Fed on the 14th of December, the European Central Bank on the 15th of December. So the question is, uh, where's the dollar uh, going from here? So we believe that we are seeing an increasing amount of signs that the dollar has peaked for good and will not revisit the highs that we have seen in September. I mean, first, uh, the Fed could stop hiking rates after its 50 basis points hike this month. So basically ending its policy tightening already this year. And in contrast to that, the European Central Bank will more likely continue to hike in early 2023. So reducing the interest rate disadvantage of the euro versus the dollar. Second, uh, lower energy prices in Europe are bringing down the price divergences of Europe versus energy producing economies like the US. 
And these price divergences, uh, take um, producer prices, for example, were a meaningful headwind for the euro versus the dollar earlier this year that is now being removed. And third, uh, risk appetite in markets has improved, and this has removed risk aversion as probably the most meaningful driver for the US dollar earlier this year. So accounting for these factors, uh, we revised our short-term Euro-US dollar forecast to 1.04 in three months. This implies some possible restrengthening of the US dollar, uh, given the remaining uncertainties with regard to the end game of monetary policy tightening that could cause some temporary spells of renewed risk aversion in the next months. The longer-term 12-month forecast uh, is now at 1.06, and with this forecast, it is quite obvious we expect euro strength to remain rather moderate. This because rate differentials, although becoming narrower, will remain in disfavor of the euro. And the cyclical outlook for 2023 does not provide uh, convincing tailwinds for the euro, either from a fundamental perspective or from a cyclical perspective. So that's all from my side. Back to you, Helen. Great. Thanks very much for the update, David. So, Mattia, global industrials have rallied recently. What are your thoughts on this and what's in store for the sector now? Indeed, Helen, we have witnessed quite a rally in industrial stocks since the mid-October lows. The sector has outperformed the overall uh, market by roughly 7%. What are the reasons for that? Uh, we think the main driver has been the earnings results for the third quarter, which highlighted again surprisingly strong order intakes and sales growth for the sector, but also, you know, rising hopes for a soft landing in the US economy and the easing of COVID-19 restriction in China has also benefited the sector. The question now that investors are asking themselves is if it is worth chasing uh, this rally. We don't think so. Um, while downside risk have declined, yes, we think the rally is premature at this stage. Um, because for 2023, the focus will be on growth in order intake, which after two phenomenal years is set to weaken substantially or even turn negative. And as history shows, industrial stocks, especially machinery and equipment companies, which make up the majority of the index, they are driven by the rate of growth in order intake. And the slowdown in order intake growth that we anticipate is not yet fully reflected in consensus estimates. We therefore think that the first half of 2023 will likely see some downwards adjustment in expectations, followed by a good buying opportunity in industrials in the second half of next year, among also other cyclical sectors. That said, you know, there are still some single stock opportunities that are well positioned to keep the relatively solid momentum of order intake into next year. These are really companies with high exposure to end markets where demand is expected to remain robust, either thanks to structural factors or to catch up effects as markets are still uh, partially distorted by the consequences of the COVID-19 crisis. So the bottom line here is that we wouldn't chase the rally in industrials overall, but there are still single lines that are well positioned going into next year. That's all from my side. Back to you, Helen. Great. Thank you very much, Mathieu. And that's all for today. So thanks again to David and Mathieu for joining me. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Do join us again tomorrow when we'll have a fixed income update for you from our fixed income strategist, Dario Messi. Have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. 
Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Bear experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.